Welcome to this special edition of Sharing Our Marianist Stories. I'm Gabby Bebo. So we have something different for you all today. This episode is an edited conversation that took place between Sarah Gray, the director of the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative, and Father Ted Cassidy, Sister Leanne Jablonski, and lay Marianist Jim Vogt, who were some of the original founders of the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative. This podcast was produced in partnership with MSJC, the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative, in honor of their 25th anniversary. So this conversation was organized by MSJC and produced by NACMAS. So we're really excited to share this with you all so you can hear about how MSJC started, some of the accomplishments of MSJC over the years, how it's a model for collaboration in the Marianist family, and some of their lessons that they've learned along the way. So without further ado, here is this conversation that was recorded just a couple of weeks ago on Zoom. I'm Sarah Gray. I'm the director of the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative. MSJC for short. And I currently live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I grew up in Dayton and went to the University of Dayton where I met the Mariness. And um, I've been a staff person for, M- for MSJC since 2018, um, first as the assistant director, and which was a part-time role in partnership with the Mariness Lake Community of North America. And then uh, for the last year and a half, I've been the director position, which is now a full-time employee position for MSJC. Um, and before that, I actually volunteered for about a year or two with the death penalty abolition and restorative justice team after college. I really wanted to stay connected to the Mariness and justice. So, um, first was a volunteer and then moved into staff when the assistant director position opened up. So I can go next to my, I'm Ted Cassidy and, uh, I have been involved with MSJC from almost the very beginning and of a Ms. Jones chairperson for a number of years. Uh, I'm Jim Vogt. I uh, live in uh, Covington, Kentucky. Uh, I've been a lay Marianist for uh, uh, over 50 years and um, was the director of MSJC for, uh, I guess it was 2003, and then for about 18 years. Um, and was involved uh, early on in some of the uh, initial discussions that predated the actual formation of MSJC, but then also involved in uh, the beginning stages, uh, 1998 and beyond, uh, some of the formative steps that were taken to uh, to uh, institutionalize uh, this concern that we had for uh, social justice. I'm Marianist sister Leanne Jablonski, and I was part of the visioning meetings that were happening at the transition to the new U.S. province of the Society of Mary, and uh, hearing that inspiration, and then was part of the team that we created of two representatives from each branch who kind of defined the initial 
a kind of template or constitution or, or working statement of, of what we would be uh, to then hire the first director. And then as um, MSJC unfolded, I continued to serve on the steering committee. So set up as we had members, two members of each branch, kind of as that coordinating team at that time. So I represented the Marina sisters on that for quite some time until Grace Wally took that role. And then I'm back in that role again now for the last several years. I was also part of the founding of the Adele Social Justice Project as we wanted to engage young adults and that voice uh, and really be much more intergenerational. And part of the founding of the co-sponsored MSJC Marianist Environmental Education Center Integral Ecology Team as we live Pope Francis' vision and are now engaging MSJC in the Marianist Family Encounters Project. So I serve as the liaison in that as well. Uh, you all are already alluding to this, um, but I think you know what might be important as, as a next step is just if one of you could kind of tell us about the beginning of MSJC. Um, you know, how was the decision made to be a collaborative? I know that word's very intentional for our organization. And, um, you know, what, what was the importance among the Marianist family to work on matters of social justice? So what really was that beginning, those first steps during the beginning of MSJC forming? So forgive my ignorance. What is the pivotal event in 98 that we're saying actually started us? It was the uh, meeting that took place in Cupertino, California, uh, where um, and I don't remember who all was involved. My, my recollection was about 20 or 25 different people, uh, most of whom had been part of some of the discuss early discussions uh, mm -hmm. uh, that that led to a sense of we need to come together to formalize this. So it's not just somebody you know calling us together once a summer and then we get together and then we go home, but there needs to be something on an ongoing basis. And so the the Cupertino meeting was the time when that happened, when people talked about what should it look like, at least initially, and uh, proposed that. And, and then so, the Bergamo Center meeting was after that? Yes. Okay. Yep. So the Cupertino people said, especially as the, as the Society of Mary is forming the new province, what ways do we want it to happen? And then, then proposing that other meeting as part of that whole transition then. Yeah. So and I was wasn't the, there in 98, but I was at the Bergamo Center one. Yeah. I think from the uh, the SM point of view, the movement to uh, towards the development and um, beginning of uh, MSJC was to some extent a reflection of moving beyond what I, I think the SM had been popularly seen as a, a teaching order. And uh, I think the... Uh, I think the uh, MSJC came about as a, in part as a recognition from the SM point of view that there were a, a number of brothers who were doing social justice act work, uh, social service work, and um, and yet there was no way to, no formalized way of supporting that, of of offering ways to compare notes, uh, to uh, learn from one another, and so forth. And one of the other things that came out very early on, though, is that there were other folks in the Marianist family, both lay people and Marianist sisters, who also 
we're concerned about involved in these kinds of uh, efforts. And so uh, some of the initial discussions that actually predated the, for the foundation of MSJC already involved all three branches of the Marinus family. And so the move then to develop a collaborative just made sense. It flowed from those original discussions. And I think uh, that, in fact, MSJC has become one of the best manifestations of true collaboration within the Marinus family, where all three branches are really actively involved together in promoting uh, social justice, in uh, uh, developing social justice initiatives, and so forth. And I think one of the things that, that happened institutionally is that um, it was decided early on that MSJC would um, be accountable to the Marinus Family Council, the, the group that represents all three of the uh, uh, groups within the, in the Marinus family, um, was the appropriate place for uh, an organization, MSJC, that involved all three. All regions of the country and all Marianist communities in different places and Marianist members, all were doing social justice in different ways. And we thought, wouldn't it be fantastic to truly be collaborative at this moment where it was now the SMs were becoming Marianist Province US, as the FMIs were US as well, and linking initiatives that had been happening and to truly try to set up a system where all three branches had equal representation and a, maybe like a power structure or a governance structure of equality. Like how could we really live that initial vision of the founders of true collaboration and all the steps in it? So that was really important to us. And uh, all three of us were representing our branches at the beginning, you know, as uh, as part of founding that. And I remember the statement written, it was the Feast of the Epiphany. And that seemed to be uh, that we kind of had that founding statement uh, that really was a great manifestation and, and a witness, I think, to then how we would proceed uh, within that and reporting to our respective governing bodies. I can't exactly, I don't really know whether Father Tudis was the main person suggesting MSJC in the very beginning. <clears throat> but uh, one, one of the big moments was when we decided to hire a director for the whole country that Jim Vogt, uh, you Jim, um, applied for that position. I think that was very significant that the, the provinces and the um, sisters, I, I'm not sure about the late people gave money at that point, but that, to hire a director. So you, you needed some person that's directing it. And that was very, that was very significant. Do any of you know whether Father Tudis was the one that inspired the very beginning of it? I think there were wisdom figures that were definitely supportive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do think there was financial commitment of each branch right from the beginning to, to different amounts, but it was really important that MSJC had a governance that was separate from reporting to just one one of the two vowed religious provinces or the uh, or the laity. I, I think Mofad uh, Tudis was the first chair of the uh, steering committee. Um, I, I think uh, another key person was uh, Dick Ulrich, who at, at that point was the um, 
the old New York province had a an office, Peace and Justice, and Dick was the director. And so he spent a good deal of time initially as a staff person in, in nurturing the organization. Uh, so I think, uh, I think Dick was important too, but I agree with Leanne that uh, there were a number of people at that point who just saw, this is the way we need to move. What can I do to help move it forward? Um, I think we've talked a lot about kind of the visioning and the starting, but once MSJC named a director and became kind of its own, sitting on its own feet as an organization supported by the Marianas Family Council um, as a project, you know, you know, how did we move to, obviously the bulk of our, our work for the past 25 years has been volunteer-led issue teams. This is kind of how MSJC decided to focus its work and uh, found a model that really worked for, for people to come and volunteer and commit to something. But the question is, you know, how did we get there? How were the first issues selected or, you know, understood to be what was moving in the spirit? And how did we connect with people to get people on those teams and actually kind of get the work going? We at the beginning had a switch up labor team, and um, that really grew out of uh, some discussions that happened primarily uh, with the visitation state community about child labor issues. And uh, are, is there something that we, that the Marianas family could do? And it was kind of just, I don't know if coincidental is the word, that at, at the time those discussions were going on, MSJC was forming. And so it just made sense to say, look, let's move this discussion under the umbrella of MSJC and let's see if we can take it further because of that. Um, so uh, MSJC invited in a sense or provided a, the, the place where uh, ongoing beginning efforts uh, could be nurtured and grown. I remember also, this was a couple of years after MSJC had uh, gotten uh, its financial support and, and I became the director. Um, Beth Garasha talked to me about why isn't there something in MSJC that focuses on LGBT justice issues? And um, I said, well, would you like to try to make something happen? And she basically said, yes, I'm willing to do that. Um, but it took probably a year and a half or so for the assembling of a group uh, committee at that point, um, the development of a proposal to the steering committee, the steering committee thinking about, is this a direction we want to support, we want to go? And then eventually the uh, team being formed and acknowledged as one of the issue teams within uh, uh, MSJC at that point. Um, the third, and Leanne had alluded to this earlier, was the formation of ASJP, the Adele Social Justice Project. And I remember one of the steering committee meetings at, at that point, there were one or maybe two, what I'll call young adults who were part of the steering committee who basically were saying, you know, if we really want this to work and if we want to involve younger people, we're going to have to make a more specific commitment to do that. And through some discussion um, with a number of people, Leanna and I were, were a couple of them, and then involving some young adults, out of that grew the Adele Social Justice Project. And so it was... Um, 
at that in that case, just an acknowledgement that particularly young people were not just going to happen into us. We were going to go have to go out and reach out and provide the structure, the opportunities, the programs to involve them. So those were, as I see it, three different ways that that uh, gave rise, each of them, to uh, issue teams within MSJC. We'll move on to the next question. Reflecting back on the past 25 years, what do you consider to be the biggest or one of the biggest accomplishments or impacts that MSJC has had? I think what MSJC has done is it's expanded the consciousness of social justice among the Marianists <clears throat> because we have all these teams and because we're people are interested, but the sharing <clears throat> has developed, you know, among the Marianists, a real sense of social justice. You know, I think that's, that's, that's really, we are noted for being very concerned with social justice. And I think MSJC just enabled that. I can remember in the beginning, we had did so much work on racism, workshops on racism, and um, that expanded the consciousness of what racism is among the Marianists. Um, you know, I would, I would echo in a sense what uh, Ted was saying. I think as a result of MSJC, there's a much greater uh, sense among many people in the Marianist family that uh, a commitment to social justice is integral to a commitment as a Marianist. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think people would have said that before. And, and that's not, it's not like people would have said it's a bad thing to be involved in social justice or uh, wouldn't have supported people's involvement. But, but I don't think there was as much a sense that this is a, a, a key part of what it means to be a Marianist. Couple of things, though, I'd also mention by way of kind of the impact question that you're raising, Sarah. I know the uh, what now is the death penalty restorative justice team uh, has been involved uh, in in several states uh, in advocacy efforts around uh, the abolition of the death penalty. Uh, I know they were active in Maryland when Maryland uh, decided to do, uh, uh, they didn't, and they put, a, I think it was a moratorium they put on, on the death penalty at that time, but still a, a big step forward in terms of, of where they were as a state before. Um, and uh, the uh, that team has worked closely with the uh, uh, Ohioans to stop execution. Uh, in in a variety of ways to further the movement towards abolition in Ohio. I really want to give credit to MLCNA, our lay branch. Um, when I'm thinking back to the assembly in 1988, and I think Marge Cavanaugh was a keynote speaker there, and the just social justice themes were very much always part of the lay assembly. So when we're thinking about kind of seeds that kind of blossomed and emerged. And then the other event I'm thinking about, and I think it was called Exaltation of Voices, youth-oriented event that had everything from the Rockaway 
Park boys uh, to those who had been in life programs, the universities and high schools and all, and brought them to San Antonio. And I remember when they had a speak out at the end, they said, I'm just so excited to be part of the Marianists because they're so social justice oriented. And it was like that voice of what they had experienced among us. And, you know, one of the one of the young men saying, Mary was a real tough broad, you know, as a teenager. And there was that whole sense of just seeing her as this radical teenage woman example for them. And I, you know, I still cry thinking about that because that the, here they came and this is what they experienced in us. I said, yes, can we continue to show this face in a sense to make social justice more mainstream so that now the Marianist Family Encounters Project, which is really very social justice based and integrating with the characteristics of the Marianist education, everybody's like, oh yeah, that's an important thing we should all be doing. And young people continue to push us and say, you know, this is not just political choices for us. This is our everyday reality. We need to be acting. Something else I'm thinking about too, I, that's a little more recent and a little more broad, you know, obviously MSJC has been um, a national organization since the beginning. So um, we've always found ways to connect with one another, even across distance. And when COVID-19 started and the world shut down quietly, you know, we already were meeting on Zoom and prepared to kind of be in the virtual space, but we hadn't done a lot of things virtually. We hadn't offered a lot um, of things kind of in that avenue. But I think I've always been really moved the last few years, you know, the last three years, three plus years at how in tune MSJC can be with staying relevant and being in touch with responding to the signs of the times. I just was looking at some of our um, programs over the last three years, and we've had we've had over forty events, um, you know, and we have the most teams we've ever had right now. We have seven active issue teams. We have two staff people. You know, I just think there's this power that MSJC continues to kind of expand and create more space and make more opportunity for raising the questions, as Jim said, and for you know folks from all different avenues to get involved with MSJC and with this kind of arm of justice. Our next question is a more personal one. How have you been affected personally by MSJC, the work of MSJC, your connections to MSJC, the community here at MSJC, you know, all of you have been involved on issue teams or, and also, you know, on leadership could also talk about, you know, maybe one challenge or high point of your experience with MSJC. When I began my life as a Marina sister, I wouldn't have ever thought that the term activist <laughs> um, and politically engaged in the United States and, uh, you know, really being engaged in advocacy would have been part of who I've become. And I realize that uh, the work of justice and certainly seeing, you know, certainly the concern of environment and faith uh, being interlinked has always been part of me, but really moving into the realm of what does it mean to change systems? learning how to organize people, learning how to take that voice. Um, it's been MSJC has been part of it, bringing uh, certainly what I've learned in being involved in a, in a broader way in faith, climate, energy, advocacy work back to MSJC, but also really 
feeling akin to kindred to what the founders felt like at the beginning and how do we build and organize people to really rebuild a church and a society when no, where no one is left out and where everybody can be involved meeting the real needs that we have and how can we keep doing that by supporting each other in a community that you know, at, at most times is really fun to be part of. And I think for me, I get touched. I can tell I'm crying actually right now. I moved to tears doing this interview right now, thinking about all these precious moments that really are the spirit and really living Mary's Magnificat and doing it with this motley crew of disciples that I am too, you know, in that upper room and her pushing us out and saying, go forth, you can do it. I'm with you. And she certainly has understood the pains and the joys and to keep treasuring and ponderings, sometimes longer than I would like. And yet we do get those moments where the spirit's like, push out, go, just speak it. Everybody's ready to hear it. So just express. So I, I'm deeply grateful for this journey, which has transformed me and that I would never have dreamed of. At the very beginning of MSGC, I was really got into racism, and I actually didn't really understand what racism was, and <clears throat> studied it, and even did my work at the university on racism. And then when you give a workshop on it, and you you recognize that so many people don't realize what it is, and um, they're resisting it, you might say, but there's some great satisfaction in helping society people understand what that kind of an evil is so that was very um so i'm very proud of being able to do that discover on my own and then share uh, with uh, so many workshops we did regarding racism and actually uh, ted is being a little too modest because he also wrote a book on racism so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you know, a, a couple things come to my mind. I'd say for me, the impact of the people has been really a key thing. One of the uh, organizations that the uh, the Death Penalty Restorative Justice team partnered with early on is called the Journey of Hope, and um, so it's a um, organization that is made up of primarily uh, family members of murder victims or uh, exonerees. Hearing the stories of those people, uh, especially when you think about people who have had family members who were murdered and, and what they had to deal with to move from probably initially wanting to strangle the other person if they could, uh, to a sense of um, oftentimes building a relationship with the other person who was in prison uh, and uh, trying to find um, peace, sometimes reconciliation, uh, but uh, certainly having having grown to see that the that the death penalty was not an answer uh, be, um, so just hearing the those those personal testimonies of what people went through and how they came to where they are about um, 
as I say, issues of reconciliation, even forgiveness, was is uh, was very powerful. You know, I've I've met um, a lot of people that well, it's not like I would not have known them before, but I met them in the context of their passion for justice, or their and their desire to to um, make a difference, and in a lot of ways, MSJC for me has been just trying to, okay, how can I help those people do what they want to do? It's coming to know those people in a deeper way. There's some pretty impressive people that I've connected with. And that's been really, uh, that's been a really neat part of it for me. The second thing I'd say, as I mentioned, I've, I've been involved for uh, over 50 years in the Marinus family. And I believe that, that, that we, even though, you know, we're relatively small, let's face it, you know, uh, it's not like we, we have some national uh, prominence or something. Uh, we've never sought that. Uh, we've always been a kind of quiet worker uh, in our approach to, to ministry. But I feel like MSJC is part of, in a sense, the formation of what the Marinus family is to be in the future. You know, that that the fact that we took this step to form MSJC, that that's an important dimension of what the Marinus family has to embrace now, has to be, because it's it is something that I believe we're creating together, the fa the, the Marinus family and what it's going to look like in the future and how we're going to be together. And I think MSJC for me has been a, a key part of that. Yeah, thank you all for those those beautiful responses. One thing I'm thinking about too, which I know is something that's really important that many of our volunteers have named is a, a key piece of why they why they show up and then why they stick around is just, you know, MSJC creates a community where you can show up to do this hard work, right? We can't do the work of social justice alone. It requires us to be in community. And it also we couldn't do it alone anyway because it would be too much to carry for one person, you know. It's really hard work. And and what we haven't talked too much about today is yeah, the the true sadness that comes with facing some of these issues all the time. And we know that many of us in the Marianist family and in the world see that, you know, we see these hard things and we want to change. And it's hard to know how to do that for such complex universal issues. But having a, a community, a group of like-minded people who care about the issues come together and you know really figure out where the joy and capacity is to create positive change is yeah just so personally affecting one story i'd like to tell is this last so in the fall of 2022 the lgbtq initiative team um had hosted their sixth LGBTQ retreat, which is just, you know, a normal retreat, like any other Catholic retreat you would go on, but it specifically invites LGBTQ Catholics, their families, allies to come just as a safe space to gather, to be, you know, spiritual together, to share experiences, listen to keynote speakers, things like that. And this past one, which was held in St. Louis, um, we had three families there from a parish that we had reached out to some local parishes just to invite people who have LGBTQ children um, who just were so in need of a pastoral place to come together and meet people and affirm that their children are children of God as we all are. And to, I'm like tearing up thinking about it and just 
be together and have that community and find space where, you know, all of us can be recognized for, for who we are. It's really powerful to be with people who lift us up when we're doing really hard work and trying to face challenges that sometimes seem insurmountable or that there hasn't been enough change that we want to see, you know, but we keep showing up and we keep making the small changes and that, that does really matter. Um, so yeah, that's just something I was thinking about too. Thank you, Sister Leanne, Jim, and Father Ted for, um, you know, all your commitment to MSJC over the past 25 years. We look forward to your support in the next 25 years too, but thanks for coming today and just, you know, celebrating this history with us. I think it's really rich and it's really, can be really fun and just, um, it's important to continue, you know, to share our history with the Marianist family and have a practice of seeing where we've been, looking back, and then also, you know, hopefully that informs how we move forward and continue to be impactful in the Marianist family, the church, and the world. Thank you all so much for listening to this special episode of Sharing Our Marianist Stories. Stay tuned for more podcasts in upcoming months. In the meantime, for more information, you can go to nakmas.org, that's N-A-C-M-S dot org, or you can go to the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative website at marianistsjc.net. Thanks so much for listening.